I am so sick of the media dictating the terms of the narrative in this country. I'm so sick of having to be apologetic for who I am. I'm so sick of people in middle America being called a flyover country or slope-headed conservative teabaggers. And it's going to be teabagging day. It's hard to talk when you're teabagging. <laughs> it's so funny because the teabaggers, the one thing they hate is when you call them racist. If racism is not the whole of the Tea Party, it is in its heart. The hatred that is Timothy McVeigh, that he had. There are plenty of people like that right now. Lots of I think you get the general tenor of this. It's anti-government. This is highly promoted by the right-wing conservative network, Fox. The left pits people against each other. Divide and conquer is the strategy. I don't want to live in that world. It is the exact opposite of e pluribus unum. And what the left has stood for with political correctness is to try and get those with whom they disagree to shut up. And the Tea Party movement and Sarah Palin and Michelle Bachman and Alan West and and all the all the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist. You're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's Fuck you. War. Good morning. Good morning and welcome to Road Warrior Radio. You're tuned in live this Thursday, February 15th. Friday, February 15th. Or excuse me, Thursday. I'm thinking it's Friday for some reason. Thursday, February 15th, 2024 on the one and only Republic Broadcasting Network. And as always, thanks for coming along for the ride. It's Thursday. It's not Friday yet. For some reason, my brain wants to say it's Friday. Um, I was thinking about it this morning. I think the only thing that matters right now is that uh, the goat is set to tee off in about an hour and 23 minutes or so. That's all that really matters. So um, after a 312-day hiatus, I think it's been about 312 days, uh, he's going to tee it up. I think that, um, yes, it's bread and circus, but there are things to prove. Um I think Dick Gregory was on to something. I think if Tiger was able to play unmolested over the last couple of decades, that he would have been far and away the most decorated golfer of all time. Like, no one ever would have come close. But we, I guess we won't know. We'll never know. So I've talked about the Dick Gregory stuff in the past, and um, if you don't know, you you can check it out for yourself. Listen to what Dick Gregory said about guys like Tiger Woods, what what happened to Bill Cosby's son, for example. The fact that he was driving a brand new Mercedes, 
and uh, had thousands of dollars in cash on him. Um, wasn't robbed. He was driving. His new Mercedes had run flat tires. So why did he stop on the on the freeway? And on and on. Anyway, that's all a different discussion. I guess it is still Black History Month. So you know, maybe it would be a good idea to play some Dick Gregory and have him. You know, maybe maybe that would be a good thing. Maybe you know, playing clips of Prince on uh, Tavis Smiley's show would be good. It's probably stuff most people haven't heard. Um. Anyway, Tiger's going to tee off in about an hour and twenty minutes, and that will be interesting. I think it's going to be, um, it's the Genesis uh, Invitational. And um, so it's Tiger's tournament. And it should be, his group should be an interesting group. Gary uh, Woodland, JT, and Tiger, all in the same group. Um, A lot of um, marquee golfers. Set to play. Um, let's see. Scotty, Rory, Victor Hovland, Xander Shoffley, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantlay, Max Homa, Matt Fitzpatrick. Uh, Jordan Spieth. Ludwig. Aberg. Everybody's talking about him these days uh nick hardy christian bezaden hote um interesting if you're watching golf these days you see a lot of uh coverage from places like dubai i think that's interesting and i mentioned it yesterday but I suppose um, I'll mention it again real quick. I guess I need to do the, I need to uh, pray before we get going. But um, Henry Kissinger, back in 2010, I, I, SS Global Strategic Review Speech. The center of gravity of world affairs has left the Atlantic and moved to the Pacific and Indian Oceans. And if you look on a map, you'll see that... Hmm. That seems to put the center of gravity squarely in the area that I just mentioned. So... Interesting stuff. I don't think we've noticed yet as Americans. It's, it's you know, one of those things that's happening at glacial speed. And so we think that, well, everything is cyclical and it'll come around. Don't worry, it'll come around. Well, maybe, but I'm not so sure. Anyway, who cares? Tiger's teeing it up and so... 
That's all that matters. Um, so this is, you know, he's, he's uh, set to play at his tournament, the Genesis Invitational, which, of course, um, is the same tournament that he was scheduled to play at, was it three years ago? Um, when he got into the accident and uh, they said the cause of the crash was the high rate of speed. Speaking of what Dick Gregory said, Tiger Woods update was speeding as fast as 87 miles per hour before crash. Cops say that was April 7, 2021, CNBC. Yeah, but what caused the high rate of speed? They will not issue a citation to Woods. Well, was, uh, was his fancy... Uh, Genesis GV80 monkeyed with? Woods vehicle, a 2021 Genesis GV80 SUV, was going an estimated 75 miles per hour when it crashed into a tree and began rolling over, according to Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, citing a data recorder in the luxury vehicle. Okay. At a press conference, you know, everybody said, well, maybe, you know, he's had some drug problems. Sheriff Alex Villanueva at a press conference, Villanueva uh, also said there was no evidence that Woods was impaired or intoxicated at the time. It was, what was it, 7 a.m. or something like that? So what happened? Anyway, going up to 89 miles per hour. Villanueva said that there was no probable cause such as uh, open liquor containers or signs of narcotics in the car that would have allowed investigators to obtain a search warrant to test Wood's uh, blood for intoxicants. Anyway, I guess, you know, accidents happen. Uh, before I continue, let's do the prayer. Matthew eighteen twenty four. Where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them. Jesus said, James 5.16, confess your faults to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And Ephesians 6.12 in the Genesis, or in the Geneva, Genesis on the brain now. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the worldly governors the princes of the darkness of this world against spiritual wickedness, which are in the high places. So the Lord's prayer, Jesus said in Matthew six, pray then after this manner, our father who is in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. And the full armor of God. Lord, please help us to put on the full armor of God. Help us to gird our loins about with truth. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Shot our feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Help us to take up the shield of faith. Put on the helmet of salvation. Take up the sword of the Spirit. And help us to pray at all times in the Spirit. I pray that no weapon formed against the righteous shall prosper. All who walk in error would come to know the truth in Christ. Lord, please reveal our hypocrisy and double-mindedness. I pray unrepentant evildoers be brought swiftly to justice. Wickedness be brought swiftly to an end. Righteousness be restored in the land. And I pray that poisonous trees and their offshoots like certain brands and agencies, etc., conceived in malice and evil, would collapse under the weight of their own evil. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um, I've joked about this recently. You know how I joke uh, about when I am somewhere and, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance is a thing. All right. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. And I always want to say, you know, I feel like doing the Bellamy salute, which is the old Roman salute. All roads lead to Rome. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, and I've joked recently that, you know, maybe it wouldn't be such a good idea because everybody would probably say, yeah, you know, that's because of recent developments. We're all going full tilt national socialist. And we don't even realize it. So I've joked about this. Well, NBC Montana published a story a couple of days ago. Montana Army National Guard explains controversial promotional image. By the way, is the Army National Guard the militia? No, Virginia, it is not. Not the same thing. Um, the Militia Act, otherwise known as the Dick Act, changed, you know, basically subverted uh, the, the foundational premise of the militia. Um, the Militia Act of 1903. Check it out. Look it up. And is it me or does Charles Dick look like Nicolas Cage. Every time I see that guy, picture of that guy, I think, man, they must be related. Um, so, Nicolas Cage is actually Coppola, right? Nicholas Kim Coppola. So, I don't know. Maybe Charles Dick is uh, a Coppola too, somehow. So this story, Montana Army National Guard explains controversial promotional image. What's the story? Well, as the story goes, Montana Army National Guard poster is causing a stir online. A recruiting image designed by the organization features a soldier ho holding a photo of a relative who also served in the National Guard. Okay. 
What's the controversy? In the background is a photo of what appears to show soldiers from the German army in World War II. Huh. NBC Montana reached out to find out more. Major Ryan Finnegan, a spokesperson for Montana National Guard, sent the following statement. So is the, is the Montana Army National Guard the Montana Freeman now or something? Just kidding. So they sent the following statement. Montana National Guard leadership recently became aware of a Montana Army National Guard recruiting poster that includes a small background image that appears to show. You guys couldn't find out. You couldn't find out definitively. <laughs> this is where we're at in America that appears to show. Come on now. Seriously. You could you could uh, dismiss the controversy by saying that's not what it is. Or you could say definitively, anyway, includes a small background image that appears to show members of the German army as soon as, and, and that's not even honest, you know, it's the German army from World War II. That's, you know, the, co the context is even left out. But again, this is where we are in America. As soon as we became aware of the issue, we directed the vendor to remove the poster immediately. While the poster was intended to highlight Montana's tradition of multi-generation service, the background image does not represent our history or values. Montana National Guard leadership is putting in place an approval system to ensure nothing like this happens again, and we regret and apologize for this serious mistake. Finnegan says the image was shown around the state as a poster and on electronic billboards and was part of an advertising campaign that began in the fall. So we, uh, let's see. The background image does not represent uh, our history or values. Well... But is that true? Uh, an approval system to ensure that nothing like this happens again. Um, yeah, I wonder if maybe there's more to the story. Yes, I'm hinting at something we'll get into here in a moment. I've talked about our American founding and how... Um, you know, I have finally set aside my own double-mindedness when it comes to our founding. Does it make me unpatriotic to view our history and and uh, speak of it honestly and in a single-minded sort of fashion? No, I don't think so. And I think I see that in a way that most people don't. Even those who uh, have made scholarly investigation of the subject, you know, the historical experts and so forth, I think I see things they don't from a biblical perspective. The whole Genesis 11 perspective, the revival of the Hellenistic impulse and so forth, we'll probably talk about some of that today. Stick around, we'll be right back.
you truly want to stay out of the system? Are you prepared to buy into the biggest scam since the Iraqi dinar? If not, then put your money where it belongs, in your possession, not in the hands of an international MLM cartel. At Kettle Moraine Limited, we will provide you with the finest Swiss-minted detachable gram sheets of pure 24-karat gold for hundreds of dollars less than the so-called privately issued credit cards with elusive gold backing. Gold backing? The only gold that I want is in my back pocket, not backed by promises of an operation even the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is suspect of, giving a rating of C-. To get the full story, visit SierraMadrePreciousMetals.com and go to the Valcombi Bullion Vault. Once you have read the whole story about the scam being perpetrated on an unsuspecting public and how you can avoid being a victim by purchasing these beautiful, barterable, tradable sheets of gold at tremendous savings and in the strictest of privacy, be prepared to take the steps to protect your wealth with the purchase of the real deal. Detachable 50-gram gold bars from Kettle Moraine Limited by calling 602-799-8214. Ask about our one-ounce Valcombi detachable bars, which break into one-tenth ounce bars. And don't forget, for all of your precious metal needs, whether buying or having the need to sell, call Kettle Moraine Limited. Remember, no dinar, no celery, and no carrots. If you buy from someone else... Tell them you want AU, not BS. Call Kettle Moraine LTD today at 602-799-8214. Kettle Moraine LTD, 602-799-8214. Homeowners, are you in foreclosure expecting to be served with a foreclosure lawsuit or suspect your lender has coerced you into an illegal mortgage transaction? A huge number of mortgages made in the last 10 years have legal issues and are possibly defective. State laws and the U.S. Supreme Court have upheld that defective mortgage documents are grounds for foreclosure defense and for counterclaims in favor of the homeowner. If your mortgage has been sold or assigned since closing the loan, it may be defective and you may be paying the wrong party and the lender may not have standing or the right to foreclose or collect payments under the law. If you would like to know if your mortgage is legal or not or know if you are paying the right party, we can help. Our initial consultations are free of charge. We are not attorneys. We are legal researchers and work closely with experienced lawyers who know how to help you find the evidence to help you keep your home. Email Tom at republicbroadcasting.org. T-O-M at republicbroadcasting.org. Yeah. 
back. Uh, I neglected to mention, I thought about it all week, uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd J. Austin III was uh, readmitted to the hospital, right? Rushed to the hospital again last Sunday, this past Sunday. That was the USA Today headline. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin rushed to hospital again. Um, undergoes procedure after hospitalization for emergency bladder issue. This is after the routine cancer deal. Um, maybe he lost his copy of Catcher in the Rye or something. Um, had to be reissued a, another copy. Anyway, uh, I guess he's back out. Released couple days later and uh, following consultation with medical staff Secretary Austin was released from Walter Reed National Military Medical Center on the 13th two days later at 3.30 p.m. So in this brave new world in which we find ourselves one wonders with all the fancy technology and stuff, people are noticing that when you, you know, watch things on YouTube, for example, more and more channels are using um, um, technology versus people. You know, the voiceover of videos and things. It's pretty obvious when it's very monotone and words are grossly mispronounced and things like that. Um, so one wonders seeing how some of the deep fakes are, uh, you know, I think some of the political campaigns, uh, the ads are the same thing. You, you can sort of hear a difference maybe in the cadence or other things of the candidates. So I'm not saying that's a thing yet, but one wonders in the case of Secretary of Defense Lloyd J. Austin III, how difficult it would be to, you know, basically run a max headroom type of a situation and deep fake the the country and the world. I don't think it would be terribly difficult. Who knows? But I thought it was interesting, you know, the, the the being rushed to the hospital and the way that the last deal was downplayed. This one's sort of being downplayed depending on who you uh, who you read or listen to. Uh, in any case. Apparently, the defense secretary is recovering well. So, there's that. Um, I think we will dive into the, the underlying American religion. There is an underlying American religion. 
and this is publicly acknowledged. You can go to the Wikipedia entry for this. American Civil Religion is what it's titled. And um, I've mentioned this a few times in the last two months. But I would encourage folks to check it out. Check it out for yourself. So I think what we'll do today is I'll just give you some excerpts from that and probably uh, that in tandem with that piece that I've mentioned. Also, What is Humanism? by Fred Edwards. Uh, And again, Edwards is E-D, words, W-O-R-D-S. Who spells Edwards that way? I'm sure that's his Christian name, right? Um, So this is, you can find this uh, titled, What is Humanism? American Humanist Association. This was, uh, it says... Uh, the text of a talk that has been presented to various audiences over the years, copyrighted 1989 and 2008. Anyway, we'll talk about this stuff. America's religion. What is it? Maybe America really is a religious nation in ways that most of us didn't realize. Stick around. We'll be right back. You are tuned in to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Visit our website by going to republicbroadcasting.org. Corporate media dominates the American opinion. Finding independent voices that counter this avalanche is becoming increasingly difficult. With the endless corruption running rampant throughout our government, independent voices are needed more than ever to battle the offensive against our freedoms and liberties. As a listener of RBN, no one understands this concept better than you. Now it's up to you to do your part. The time has come for you to take action and begin broadcasting the truth to hundreds or thousands of people every month. Sound impossible? Quite the contrary. With pointed slogans from LibertyStickers.com, you can reach countless sleeping Americans unaware that they live in a real-life wonderland. LibertyStickers.com has a huge inventory of political bumper stickers and messages that reflect the truth about our government, our politicians, and the future of America. With so many in stock, there's one perfect for you. Visit us today at LibertyStickers.com. Again, that's LibertyStickers.com. Do your part. Your voice is important. Let it be heard. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read a few. After taking Extendivite for about six months, I've noticed improvement on the numbness of my hands and wrists from the carpal tunnel syndrome. I will continue to buy product. This formula is very powerful. I am feeling much better. My heart rate and blood pressure is stabilized. My lower edema has reduced and lower leg pain due to blood clots has disappeared. This product has relieved what appears to be an angina problem, pain in the chest after climbing stairs and short on breath. I'm quite happy about it. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. My name is John. I'm the founder of Blackout Coffee, and I started uh, Blackout because I really love coffee. I've always loved coffee, and after traveling so much to Europe, South America, and trying so many different coffees that were so good, and uh, every time I came back, 
uh, to the U.S. I was so disappointed with the coffee, so I figured that I had to do something about it. The biggest difference is really is on the beans and the roasting process, how we roast it and how fresh it is. The fresher the roast, the better the quality. Here I have like all, all of the coffee. It's roasted within one to two days prior to being shipped. So it literally gets to consumer's house within three to five days after being roasted. If you like coffee, you have to try ours. It's fresh roasted. It's one of the best beans that we can get. And you will definitely see the difference. Visit blackoutcoffee.com and use the coupon code REPUB10. That's REPUB10. about all this that is going on just as a preamble you got any plans after this you have a rather unique skill set i'd be interested in offering you a job work for you it's not really as bad as it seems it's all going to be done in any case you might as well be on the side to get you well paid for your efforts and what side are you on there are no sides. There's no Sunnis and Shiites. There's no Democrats and Republicans. There's only haves and have-nots. There you go. <laughs> oh, goodness sakes. Why? Well, because um, we have a religion and we don't realize what it is. So, the American civil religion what is that? And humanism, how do they fit together? I have mentioned this a couple of times this week. I'll keep harping on it. Um, if we are honest, then we will, in, in researching really anything we want to call uniquely American, our American Revolutionary Founding, for example, I mean, it was largely influenced by what was going on in France and some other folks some a particular intellectual influence that was um, anti-God, anti-biblical. I mean, the Enlightenment folks, the scientific revolution. What What is the scientific revolution all about? I mean, in simple terms, it's, you know, the Platonic Academy leaping forward into the modern age and man saying, you know what, God, we really appreciate it. People say, I mean, when you listen to guys like um, David Barton, for example, I I believe that he means what he says and he's sincere, no doubt. But he needs to look into things further because a lot of his um, conclusions or his um, suppositions are truncated and miscontextualized and um, there's a lot of uh, misrepresentation generally speaking you know I never heard that the founders were religious I never knew they were well you know um, the Thelemites are religious and I would suggest to folks that that is a lot closer Thelema 
is a lot closer to our collective American religion than Orthodox Christianity. Do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Reminds me of Judges. Every man did what was right in his own. There was no king in the land, and every man did what was right in his own eyes. Sounds like America. And the idea, you know, and I've I've said it, and I've subscribed to the idea that, you know, as Christians, we are told to occupy till he comes, so to speak, not in dominionist fashion, but just, hey, let's behave ourselves. Let's evangelize, proselytize, so to speak, and share the good news of the gospel. Salvation comes through Jesus Christ alone. Like he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. And, um, you know, that's it. So spread the good news as we anxiously await his return. But, um, you know, the problem with that is that we're not living in Acts chapter 2. And the sinful fleshy nature wants to do what it wants to do. Paul talks about that in Romans 7, for example. That which I would, I do not. That which I do, I would not. Wretched man that I am. So, you know, as um, much as I would like to agree, you know, we, we could just live virtuously. And by the way, speaking of virtue, that gets back to the American civil religion. When you look at the 14 tenets identified by Anthony Squires, I mean, what's the difference between those and, you know, the religion of masonry and it is a religion if it's not why is it called a temple why do they have the holy books why do they you know what about this character known as the gautu what's the gautu the great architect of the universe which reminds one of the scientific revolution this idea that man can be fantastic all by himself thanks god we appreciate it romans chapter one sort of fashion but we'll take it from here That's the scientific revolution. And then you have, you know, the Renaissance stuff, age of reason, age of enlightenment. We can reason our way through creation just without God's involvement. Romans chapter one, for though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give, uh, give him thanks. And then what happens? Not good things. So in my opinion there's not much difference it's a short trip from there to philema and our fleshy you know our sinful fleshy nature wants to gravitate in this direction and that's the problem the devil knows that i think that the devil and his minions are uh experts in probability and the likelihood that we will you know, a, a, a number of folks will fall victim to these natural, uh, fleshy proclivities, especially when we're double-minded. Anyway, what am I talking about? Um, to get to the point, if you go to the American Civil Religion 
Wikipedia entry. Here are some of the things that you will read. And again, I mention these because from Wikipedia because it's it's the pedestrian version of history, not because it's definitive or the right perspective, air quotes, but it's accessible to all. You don't have to buy a book or anything. You can go and read things, information that's been curated in some cases like this, uh, from books, from things that some well-researched people have written and that others have collected into one place. So it's, it's available to all. Anyone can look at this and there's no excuse. So American Civil Religion Wikipedia entry, it's uh, some excerpts. American civil religion is a sociological theory that a non-sectarian religious faith exists within the United States with sacred symbols drawn from national history. Um, before we continue, non-sectarian, what exactly does that mean? Defined as not limited to or associated with a particular religious denomination – Generally speaking, um, that kind of thing. Independent from any particular party, denomination, religion, that kind of stuff. So... Scholars have portrayed, portrayed it as uh, a common set of values, but, you know, s symbols, including sacred symbols. What are they? We'll get to that in a second. Scholars have portrayed it as a common set of values that foster social and cultural integration. The ritualistic elements ooh, of ceremonial deism. Now, what is that? Well, we'll come back to that. That's a separate Wikipedia entry, ceremonial deism is a legal term used in the United States to designate governmental religious references and practices deemed to be mere cultural rituals and not inherently religious because of long customary usage. That's an interesting point of note in the discussion. Proposed examples of ceremonial deism include the reference to God introduced in into the Pledge of Allegiance in 1954, because it wasn't there before then, by the way. And, you know, the Bellamy salute, the National Socialist, Fabian roots of it at all. And uh, continuing the phrase, in God we trust on U.S. currency and the Ohio State motto, with God all things are possible. The question people need to ask, though, is which God? Are we talking about the same God? And I think the question is rhetorical, begs further investigation. Clearly, as you look into things, we are not. Can you prove that? Yeah. The apotheosis of Washington is a great example. Uh, so we will get to that in a moment, too. But for now, back from ceremonial deism to um, American civil religion.
So, Sarah, the ritual elements of ceremonial deism found in American ceremonies and presidential invocations of God can be seen as expressions of the American civil religion. So, as an example, um, in God We Trust is also found with uh, Anuit Coeptus, Novus Ordo Seclorum. These are not, you know, even translated uh, to English, these are not concepts that I think most, I think most people would agree, you know, most Christians uh, would agree these are not concepts that you would call biblical. And they're certainly not uniquely biblical, which is the other thing I was going to point out. You know, the question, the two questions that I've mentioned, if we, if we are honest enough to investigate you research our American Revolutionary founding. Keep in mind two questions. Who's in charge? Who decides? When you read what these guys are talking about, you know, you could say that Benjamin Franklin uh, suggested at the Constitutional Convention that they should begin each session with prayer, I think is uh, what he did. But again, we have to define terms. So I think that's important. Who's in charge? Who decides? And most of what what goes on is, a, you know, a product of the age of reason, the age, you know, the the Enlightenment era, common sense. Thomas Paine, you know, this sentiment is the the ethos of the day. Who's in charge? Who decides? It's probably man. Yeah, we give a nod to to God, but we can figure this out on our own. And for that matter, you know, Franklin, the story, you know, a republic, if you can keep it. Well, who wrote the republic? Who literally wrote the book on the subject? Plato. Uh, you know, people want to say that the republican uh, form of government and self-government is biblical. Well, I think that's a, a reach uh, obviously, and if we really just want to pin the issue down as Christians, Jesus said, my kingdom is not of this world. That was what he said to Pilate. My kingdom is not of this world. If it was, there would be a smackdown right now. You wouldn't be seeing this. I digress. Keep in mind two questions. If you do your own homework, which you should, Research our American Revolutionary Founding. Keep in mind two questions. Who's in charge? Who's really in charge behind the flowery language and all of the things that happen? Look at their feet. Don't listen so much to their lips, but look at their feet and watch what happens. Who's in charge? Who decides? I.e. God or man. And the second question is what – for those – you know, on either side of the discussion, if you want to say America was founded founded as a Christian nation or, um, you know, continues to be, or if you're on the other side of that saying, you know, uh, I don't agree with that. And, you know, I think that Greg Fraser put it great. We played a clip from his uh, one of his interviews yesterday. Uh, I think he, he said it best. You know, I think the two extremes are misleading i think the truth is somewhere in the middle i agree 
And I think it's what I'm getting at, that there is a foundational religion, despite the, the controversy over separation of church and state, the foundation that was laid right in front of our eyes, unbeknownst to most, is very humanist in nature, meaning it lends itself handsomely to our natural proclivities to want to figure things out on our own and you know pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, our sense of American exceptionalism, which, by the way, is a related subject to this American civil religion under the see also section. You will see that's listed as number one. They're, Ameri- they're uh, excuse me, in alphabetical order, but American exceptionalism is at the top of the list. This is part of the American civil religion is what I'm saying. So anyway, whether you're on the Christian side of the discussion or not, so to speak, in doing the homework on our American founding, you keep in mind two questions. Who's in charge? Who decides? That's number one. And number two, what in our founding can one point to as uniquely biblically orthodox or Christian in nature? And again, the the two sort of coincide if you're not a Christian, then you can't talk about what you don't know, and you don't know the Bible if you don't have the Holy Spirit, because as we read in First Corinthians chapter 2, it is foolishness to the natural man. It's spiritually discerned, spiritually appraised. So for the Christian to look at what in our founding one could point to as uniquely biblical, biblical, uh, biblically orthodox, that would include the first question because you can use the Bible in ways to justify certain things, including I'm going to do this thing because it says somewhere. I talked about how problematic that is earlier in the week. You know, capitalism is the only ism, right? Except how do you explain that God says that he will give his people Israel, the Old Testament Israel, that is this land that was prepared by these other people and drive them out. How is that capitalism? How is that them working and earning? So, you know, the point there is not to get into that controversy. The point is that he's the one deciding there. He's in charge. He decides. So those two questions go together. Anyway, I'll get back to the American civil religion. Uh, Stick around. We'll be right back after this short break. Health Simple with Colorado Shilji. Fact bit number one. What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories, through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxins. And toxins, as we know, are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar unable to be at our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily and deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope live longer. Shilajit, legit Shilajit, that is like Colorado Shilajit, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. Hi. 
Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. Tehebo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit drinksupertea.com. The first word is drink, spelled D-R-I-N-K, then the word super, then the word tea. The complete website is drinksupertea.com or call us at 818-965-9113, Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-965-9113, drinksupertea.com. Welcome back. Speaking of our American civil religion, you will find that the cultural artifacts that we celebrate also lend themselves handsomely to this. I've been trying to sort of point that out in um, on this day when I talk about that kind of stuff. Moments from history, on this day in history, for example, on this day in history, um, back in 2003, going backwards in time from 2003, uh, the largest peace demonstration in history took place. So they say maybe maybe Donald Trump, you know, was the one uh, doing the head count, the Story goes, up to 30 million people in 600 cities around the world protested against the Iraq War in 2003. And yet, what happened? In 2001, the first draft of the human genome was published. Again, you know, scientific and uh, scientific revolution, um, renaissance, age of enlightenment is all sort of in the background uh, in 1989, the Soviet Union 
pulled out of Afghanistan on this day despite their military superiority. The Soviet and Afghan armies did not succeed in breaking the Mujahideen's ins- uh, insurgents resistance. And so, you know, this is why this continues. You got to conquer the whole world before you can introduce your your uh, you know, fancy character on the on the world scene. Also on the stand history in 1965 Canada adopted its current national flag showing the maple leaf symbolizing the country's forests. Uh, apparently, the middle white stripe, the Arctic snow, and the red stripes, the Atlantic and Pacific Oceans. So that's fun. Um, born on this day in 1954, Matt Groening, the uh, illustrator, getting old, Matt. Ernest Shackleton, the Irish explorer, many people have read about. Uh, and his impossible feats, interesting to read about. And it's also interesting that, you know, he's like the modern special operations warrior, uh, the operator who is great on mission and not so great at home. He seemed to have trouble at home and was, you know, always chomping at the bit to get back out there. I don't know. That's just my, that's my, from my, Investigation. Um, on this day in 1710, Louis the Fifteenth of France was born, and of course Galileo. Should we? Uh, should we, maybe we cue Freddie Mercury? <laughs> Just kidding. But Galileo was born on this day in 1564. Speaking of, you know, the age of reason enlightenment you know the renaissance era the scientific revolution all that that whole impulse galileo is one of the you know poster children of that impulse anyway that'll do it for the first hour second hour coming up stick around we'll be right back after this short break some interesting news. Due to all the recent claims about possible nuclear wars, viruses, solar flares, and civil unrest, people are scrambling to prepare and stockpile food. But the one thing out of reach for many is an underground bunker. Until now. Because you can now have a 3D printed underground bunker in just one day. An excavator digs a hole in your backyard and 3dbunkers.com shows up in a small truck and sets up their 3D printer under a tent completely undetected. They can print as many rooms as you want at a fraction of the cost compared to traditional metal bunkers. 3D Bunkers uses polymer concrete, which is five times stronger than regular cement. YouTube 3DBunkers.com and watch the video. The creators of 3D Bunkers is looking for a business partner that can help bring this technology to the world. And we need to protect our way of life without living in fear. Contact Brad at 3DBunkers.com for more details or visit 3DBunkers.com. You're listening to Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. truth, truth. 